everybody. Welcome to the Sour Mash Podcast. Uh, these are your uh, friends from Sour Mash Tours. This is Dylan. I'm Danielle. And I'm Andy. And it's been a long time, guys. It has. It's nice this... to be back with you. It's great to be back. Is this the longest time that we've ever been apart for a podcast? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think since we started casting, we have been putting one out every other week. Mm-hmm. On average, for the most part, it's been about a month. Yeah, but we've yeah. been busy. It's been almost exactly a month. I'm yeah. looking at the date on the last file, and it was um, February 5th, and today's March 4th. Wow. Okay. We're recording. Yeah. All right. To give everybody a real time look. There you go. So, how's everybody going? Any updates in their lives or anything like that? Yeah. Um, life's, no. life's good. Just working. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good. Just good. living. We had a good event on Saturday. We did yes, have a we good did. event on Saturday, for which those, we need to talk about. For those tuning in, we had our March Mashness Blind tasting bracket event at Against the Grain this past Saturday, and it was a delight. Yep, shout out to Against the Grain for all the shout help. Shout out. They are awesome. Um, Against the Grain is a local brewery uh, and here in Louisville, and while they have some amazing beer, what people may not know is that they also have a great bar selection of bourbon um, and awesome food. So we had a group of 12 tasters come uh, and spend the afternoon with us, and Dylan and Andy led them in a March Mashness Bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, we had eight different bourbons, uh, and it was super fun, plus a few appetizers from Against the Grain. So we made an afternoon of it, and we had a great time. I think it was a success. It was. So the bourbons were, let's, should we run through it and talk about the results? Run through it. Yeah, go ahead. Talk we don't have to go, they like, to go through the whole thing. They want to go through the whole thing. Painstaking detail, obviously. No, no, no. But let's hit it from the high point. So we had the favorite coming in, I think, was Blanton's. Blanton's, It yeah. was the, the highest priced on the on the mm-hmm. list uh angels envy i thought was another big contender yeah. um also a, a decent price point around 40 or 50 dollars mm-hmm. depending on if you're at costco or the corner store there you go <laughs> um makers 46 makers 46 premium brand old forester yeah. signature old forest signature knob creek personal favorite there. knob creek we thought it was going to be a single barrel uh, pick. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a curveball. Yeah, it us. ended up being a, the hundred proof regular small batch, which is fine. It still showed pretty well. It actually did. Yeah, uh, the Bullet Ten, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty inexperienced with, that was the one on there that I'd probably had the least. Yeah, uh, Rittenhouse Rye, which another was, curveball. That was our yeah, that was our was. big curveball to see if anybody would be fooled by thinking they were uh, drinking a bourbon and they had a rye instead. But and they were. It, yeah. Well, they were fooled. They were they, fooled, but they did not vote for it. Right. So it did not advance. There was two different aspects of this. One, you tasted a pair of bourbons or rye, um, and you didn't know what either one of them was. You didn't know any of the matchups ahead of time. All they knew was the field, and they had to not only vote for which one was their favorite, but also try to pick out blind which of the eight bourbons they were drinking in the first round, and they did not do very well with that. <laughs> at least not in the first round. Not which in the is, first It's round. almost impossible. Well, right. I mean, it's not an easy task. So. Right, especially you're drinking out of kind of smaller glasses. And right. It's, yeah. it's just tough. But um, the final four ended up being Blanton's. No mm-hmm. surprise there. It knocked off Rittenhouse Rye. Um, Knob Creek beat off a beat out beat off. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. It was that kind gonna of earn this, earn this mature tag. Yeah, it's a beaten off. We had some bourbon. That could be our next the theme for our next event. What? No. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that after Let's talk about the recording. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. Sorry, guys. I apologize for him. Knob Creek beat out a four roses single barrel. Uh, on the other side, surprising to me, even though I really love this product, and it was helped by a little bit of a tiebreaker on Danielle, the um, 
Angel's Envy got knocked off by the Old Forester Signature. Old Forester Signature. Which is the same mash bill, similar flavor profile, minus the, the pour finish. Mm -hmm. That's right. So Danielle was the tiebreaker there. That advanced. Mm -hmm. And then Bullet 10 beat... Who did they play in the first round? Do you remember? Was it the Four Roses? No, that was up top. No, that was up top. Either way, Bullet yeah. 10 was in Bullet the final Bullet 10, four. yeah. And the finals was Blanton's against... Old Forester, Old Forester and Blanton's won in a freaking landslide. Blanton's won in a, in a just pure landslide, yeah. so it wasn't even three. close. Yeah, nine to three. Yeah, and so I was just like, I, in some ways, it wasn't surprising. At the same time, it, it was, was the most expensive you, item. Yeah, so the yeah. most expensive, and then you have probably the least expensive go head to head that, yeah. that make it through this bracket. Yeah. So I mean, it kind of showcased everything that we wanted it to for a you know for a blind tasting. Is it literally? doesn't matter how much you're paying for a bottle right there's you know quality is quality so you're oh, gonna yeah. get you know you're gonna get all kinds of different flavors and things like that but because we actually tasted two different blantons yeah we didn't because tell we went, that. yeah so we, we didn't tell anybody <laughs> that but we went through a single barrel but uh and we actually went through one bottle and started the next well, so there was some it, slight variation yeah, it was probably it was, it was, it was probably a moment similar. of panic yeah though. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know, we didn't know if they had enough of it yeah, yeah. bullet 10 beat makers 46 makers 46 and that, that was, was a, a that was a oh, surprise right. that, that was, was a surprise, a, surprise. Big, a big contrast in styles there you've got the high ride bullet with some aged oak on it, and then the, the softer weeded makers with that French... Well, makers usually, French well, French. usually I say, in, in my experience with blind tasting, makers has shown very well. Yeah. So even people who don't think they like makers or might kind of poo-poo it a little bit, in a blind tasting, usually they'll choose makers. Mm -hmm. and, and I like makers 46 and, and makers products in general. So, But yeah, I was surprised that that, that one got knocked out. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, overall, I thought it was a really great field. I think people, there were plenty of people that were in that group that hadn't had a lot of the products, mm, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so we had, and especially somebody like, like Craig, Craig was literally like, I have not tried any of these. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, no, it perfect. Was, it was perfect. That's that's what kind of what you want. But then yeah. there was one dude that I think had tried all of them. All of them. Except the Bullet 10. And he did he didn't do great. No, he didn't. <laughs> pick, he didn't do great pick himself at all. out, well, but it's a know, hard thing to do. I will say, I, I don't do great <laughs> in those, so it's it's tough. Which is one taste. You don't have a lot to go no, off. No, I mean that's so. not. Yeah, if nobody's getting great. At mm -mm. That. Sometimes I'll have Danielle go into the bar area and come out with three random products, and I try to guess which well, one's good. Well, here's Andy sets himself up for a low success rate when he does this with me, and, I, and the reason being, he'll tell me to go in and choose three bourbons. I'm like. Any bourbons, any rice, yes, anything. How many open bottles do you think I've got? I don't know how many you've got, but probably like ninety-eight percent of your collection is That's open. Andy's a—he's yeah. a generous bourbon drinker. But he will, he will six, share fifty or sixty open bottles. Probably, yeah. I would so say that's tough. fair, and it's tough. So he'll have me go in, and he'll have—I'll I'll choose three, and he'll—he'll he'll do this every now and then. Hey, pour me a blind tasting, like anything, anything. So I'll go in. I'll find three random bourbons. I'll label the the um, glasses and give him a blind tasting. And, I mean, you don't usually have a very good success rate with that. No, I'm awful at it. Awful. Like, You're, sometimes I'll just be so far but, off. But if, you, but if you guessed a lot of these right, I would be like, whoa. Like, yeah. your palate is, like, It'd be insane. insane. Well, a lot of times my first instinct is right, and then I try to, like, Ooh. think myself out of it. That's what he does. He'll say, oh. That's what I first thought when I tasted it. I thought that was it. And I'm like, uh, I don't think Danielle believes you. No, I don't. I mean, you say that every single time. So I'm like, why don't you go with your first gut? Because your gut feeling, because if that's what you did, you would never have that to you would, tell me. You would never be wrong. You would wrong. never say that. Yeah, right. 
then you'd always be right. I'm just going to start doing that. Just start. Just go with your gut. Why don't I'll you? I'll just start being right. Just, yeah, just Rorschach over- test it. Don't. Just first thing that comes to your head. Don't overthink it. And that that is the key, though, in, in a blind tasting. Not to overthink it, especially if you're trying to pick out tasting notes and you're trying to smell it. And I find myself, the more that people talk about it and the more I have to drink, I'm overthinking it and I don't know what I'm tasting, what I'm smelling, what I think it is. You just have to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Just... Absolutely. And that was kind of the theme of the event that you and I went to two nights before. We did. So a couple nights before that, we went to an event. I'm a member of the Whiskey Chicks, uh, which is a local um, group, Um, obviously bourbon women, Mm -hmm. you know, Whiskey Chicks. You get together, you taste bourbon. And they put on a lot of really great events, but they had a high-low bourbon tasting at Westport Whiskey and Wines, Wines and Whiskeys. Sure. Sure. One of those two. So... um, and it was a lot of fun. I think that was what last Thursday. Last Thursday. Wednesday. And we uh, we went and we got to try six different bourbons, um, and it was also a blind tasting. Mm-hmm. And I could not even try to pick out which bourbons they were, but I can definitely choose which ones I thought were more expensive, what I thought was older, what I thought was higher proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't right most. I think I got one right. You got you got all the one you guessed each one that was the highest price. The price point. Yeah. I did I did guess the sure. right price points, but Daniel has that know. expensive taste. Yeah, each of the pairs were <laughs> the did. same mash bill from the same distillery. So there was a couple yeah. of Heaven Hill products at the beginning, um, then a couple of Heaven Hill Weeds. They had an Old Fitzgerald and a, a Larceny, and then the third was from Barton, the very old Barton, uh, bottled and bond against the seventeen ninety two small batch. Oh wow, which That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was tough because there's enough context where I was able to like think about it and try to game the system trying to like guess mm-hmm. and I never guessed that he would have done two pairs of Heaven Hills back to back so yeah. I talked myself out of thinking that overthought it was you're even though you overthought it again I overthought it you overthought it yeah. but that's you know that's the fun of blind tastings now I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because I'll never hear the end of it if I don't mention the fact that that Lisa was the winner of the, right. of the of the blind tasting of March Madness, she That's was right. the champion. Is she she gonna donate that bottle back to me. <laughs> I mean, she might donate that bottle back to me. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was she. She did an awesome job choosing the most right. She did. Like she she started off slow, and then those last few rounds was just like She's getting every single was one. killing it. Yeah. She hit the groove. Yeah, and she won a E.H. Taylor small batch. Absolutely, yeah. which she had. She said she hadn't had before. Yeah, so. she, right. she should drink it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's really good stuff. And very good. Especially as she's getting more into bourbon. She, oh, yeah. She would come up. She would like it. She loved Yeah. She loved it. And so they all had a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, look out for stuff like that. That's something that we're trying to do um, with Sour Mash Tours is to kind of deviate a little bit from the from the original plan. Yeah. Uh, do some things that are a little bit more themed uh, to switch it up a little bit and then also do a lot more, like, private events. So we, yeah. are, we are getting super busy, and that's all because of people like you that are listening to us yeah. week after week. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just showing a little love to the if, listeners. If I, had, if I had a dollar for everybody that came on the tour and they said, we've heard about you guys through your podcast, <laughs> we're loyal listeners, oh. you listen every week. Yeah. I would have, I think, $3. <laughs> <laughs> probably $3. three solid dollars. dollars. Yeah, three dollars. Probably right. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, which is good, though. Thank you to you three people. Yeah, so we've, we've had a lot of uh, fun blind tastings mm-hmm. this week, and then we had a really fun inaugural kind of first uh you know, one-off event for the year. Mm-hmm. So we are looking forward to doing more of those events. And we do those with our partners, like Against the Grain. We do a lot with Flying Axes, which mm-hmm. we'll probably do another Bullseyes and Bourbon event soon this year. Um, but we're hoping to get creative with it. We want to do some some new stuff. And, 
you know, figure out all the different ways that we can incorporate bourbon tasting and something else. Yeah. It was just, there's just so much going around town yeah. right now. I mean, yeah. it's, it's wild seeing all these things pop up right. um, all over the place. I mean, even so much as like thinking about doing something on, you know, this might be a little, little iffy, but, you know, doing like a, a lime or a bird tour around the city where we drive around different places and have some drinks. Now, we could probably do that for one stop, and then the liability goes through the roof. Sure. Well, then, but, you, uh, then you got people stealing scooters while you're inside <laughs> the bar because they're like, you know. Keep them running. Keep the, keep, you keep keep the meter running. Keep the meter That's the thing. Running. You got to. Yeah, you got to add up the, the cost of the scooters, but yeah, we'll terrorize the streets of Nulu <laughs> on our scooters and go around drinking bourbon. Yeah. Well, one thing that was incorporated at the Whiskey Chicks High Low event, and the High Low stood for high end, low end bourbon. Yeah. Um, they had a, a little like plate of, of different things to taste along with the bourbon. So it was everything from uh, a couple of different cheeses to a meat to a ramekin of cotton candy. Oh, um, wow. There was so she just kind of encouraged us to like mix and match and try random things and see how it interacted. But we are probably going to draw some of, of the things that we learned with that for our event that we are doing with um, with the level up. Folks. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Where well, we'll, only... we'll give you some more details about that soon. Sure. Yeah. We're, we're going to keep little, that little teaser. Yeah. No, nothing's come out about that yet, but soon, our listeners, you will know. But pairing bourbon and food is something that's relatively new, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's not like there's... You don't, you don't really think about bourbon as being something that you're, like, having with a meal, per se. No. no. Like, I wouldn't say with a meal, but maybe with, like, a Random bite. Like yeah. some, like some yeah. dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I think that, like, having something crazy like cotton candy, like super high sugar content, mm-hmm. like nothing but sugar, and then also having some cheese and some meats and some chocolate, like, it's a lot of fun to switch it up, and especially for people who are new to bourbon... Um, it definitely takes the edge off a lot of those bourbons, mm-hmm. even just to have like a bite of something. Yeah. Especially some chocolate, you know? For sure. Or cotton candy, where that's pretty much all you can taste. Yeah, the one kind of rule of thumb, Chris, who owns Westport Whiskey and Wine, is a sommelier, so he's used to pairing wines and foods. He said a good rule of thumb, and this is something that I did not know, was the higher proof the bourbon, the higher the fat content you want in whatever you're tasting. Huh. Or the older the bourbon. Or, or, yeah, the more the more wood. The more aged. It. So now what's something the, to consider. Like what's the reasoning behind that? Uh, that's a really good question. Because yeah. it tastes better. Because one hundred percent tastes better. There you go. No, I mean I'd assume Not, that it probably has something to do with like the higher the alcohol content, the more you want those fats to kinda like interact with that, like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it, like, I think the the fat would would cut down on some some of the burn. There's mm-hmm. just more flavor in it theoretically. Yeah, it's got more fat in there, so maybe it just goes better with it. Right. I'm not an expert on we're not, on food. We're not scientists. We're not scientists. No. Even though Dylan calls me a scientist sometimes on the tour. Professor. 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 <laughs> right, yeah. Don't fly. You can be a professor of anything. It doesn't necessarily That's mean right. you're a scientist. That's but a I, I think it is. I think it's very cool to do those pairings, and I know it's something that we want to do more of. And you know, Matt Evans, who helps us out sometimes mm-hmm. with our tours, um, he teaches those bourbon classes, and he does like little bites of like chocolate, sure. or this or that. And I think that's really fun to add into a tasting and just a, a nice element. So maybe we'll be doing some more of that. You, you never, never know. know. Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you guys think about the stuff that we're drinking? Yeah, Woo! I think it's, it's a little warm. You want to? It is you a wanna, little spicy. You want to explain it to the yeah. Let's talk to our it. loyal listeners? So recently, on the last podcast, I made a declaration, or maybe two <laughs> podcasts ago, that Old Forester is my favorite distillery. 
I'm sticking by that only because this is not actually a distillery yet. Um, but I've become very enamored with the, the barrel line of products. And what barrel does is they do interesting blends. So they, they source bourbon and whiskey and, and some rum, even rye, um, from different distilleries. And they blend it together to make products that are, theoretically at least, better than the sum of their parts. So they get a lot of their stuff from Tennessee. You can kind of read that as coming from Dickel. Uh, they get a lot of stuff from Indiana, of course, MGP. MGP. And then some stuff from Kentucky as well. And that one's not as clear, but you have to assume it's either going to be Heaven Hill, Barton, maybe Brown Foreman, um, one of the, the larger distilleries. But what we are drinking Did, is... Just like for a quick second there, like you never really hear about uh, Brown Foreman doing a lot of sourcing. I kind of feel like they do a lot of They source mixers. Mictors? Yeah, Mictors oh. allegedly is Alleg- sourced yeah. from Brown Foreman. Yeah. Brown Foreman. Brown Foreman. Oh, it's sourced it, from, that makes sense. from Brown Foreman. Yeah. That's what that makes okay, sense since they're so close. Saying. Yeah, they're, well, they're close, at least now, with the mm-hmm. new Mictors headquarters downtown. And uh, Brown Foreman will do, like, their... Mictors does... They don't just source, like, stock Brown Foreman. They have their own process. They right. have a really low barrel entry proof and, I think, some proprietary mash bills. They're just using their facilities. They so they're just using contract they use in their yeah. equipment. So what we are drinking is the barrel dovetail, which is, they do not count as a bourbon. Depending on how you interpret the law, I guess it could theoretically be bourbon, but this is a blend of whiskeys finished in rum barrels, port barrels, and Dunn Vineyards Cabernet barrels. So D-U-N-N, Dunn Vineyards. Dunn Vineyards. What did yeah. you think I said? Dumb Vineyards? Um, no, I wasn't sure what you said, <laughs> like but I thought stupid I'd... Vineyards. stupid Vineyards. Stupid Vineyards. I figured if, I, if I'm looking at the label and I didn't know what you said, maybe our listeners didn't know either. Dunn That's Vineyards. A That's a good point. But this has um, been catching some fire recently out there in the world with a lot of reviewers uh, really loving this stuff, and it's becoming fairly sought after. And I was lucky enough to find a couple of uh, bottles for trade and uh, this is one of my favorite things that I've tried in a while. It definitely needs a little bit of water. It's yeah. one, 122. 122.9. 122.9. And yeah. it tastes like it. But once you put just a, a little bit of water in yeah. there, it opens up. It's got a very long finish. I think you can taste the, the sweetness from the rum bottles. See, uh, I'm not getting a lot of the sweetness. I really think, like, I put a little bit of water in here, but I'm still getting just a ton of heat. Not necessarily th- saying that's a bad thing. Like I am getting a lot I'm of good a lot flavor, of too. but I'm not as much Sweet as finish. yeah. I'm not getting as much of a finish, uh, like a finished whiskey taste mm-hmm. as I normally would out of yeah. a product like this. Which I think is a, a compliment to how yeah. how well it's blended. But I get a lot. Of, I get the rum sweetness on the mid palate, and then the finish to me is the the cabernet and the port. I get a lot of that that wine flavor as mm-hmm. it as it kind of rests. Yeah. They, one of the barrel products that recently I've been drinking a lot of um, that Andy got is their, um, they have a rum that's finished in scotch barrels. Yeah, it's the Tale of Two Islands. It is mm. so good. And of course, really I like scotch and I like rum. I might even say I love both of those we things. We might be getting into the rum tasting is, business soon. Oh, I'm, a, I'm about it. I'm all about it. But it is excellent. And, you know, I'll put a small ice cube, drink it on the rock, and then... The other, it's just so it's so pungent in a good way. Like it it's smells, it's coconut, it's smoky coconut, banana. Yeah, it's um, it's very it's very much like on the beach, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's such a cool product, and and I think that they're doing some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I like the experimentation, and I mean I I don't know where else I could find. I'm sure I could find a rum that was, you know, maybe maybe yeah. Asian? I mean the thing is a we're we're girl, just. But, 
as, as one of our friends would say, we're just starting on our Rome journey. So we are. So there's all kinds of stuff out there. Starting on your rum journey? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a like a chapter in your book, like in your autobiography. Right. Yeah. That's right. My rum journey. Well, I'm I'm definitely I've been on a rum journey, but um, you know I'm I'm continuing the rum journey. I I really do love rum, and we may have talked about it on the podcast before, but you know like all things tiki, all the drinks, sweet mm-hmm. and sour and savory. I love them all. Um, but I also really love scotch and, you know, we did the scotch tasting with the central Kentucky spirit society recently, which was awesome. And just getting to learn a little bit more about those different spirits. I mean, I think, I think leaning more into bourbon and trying to get a little more acclimated with that has really made me think, okay, like what else can I learn about? Mm -hmm. You know, because every, every spirit is so different. It's made so differently. And, um, yeah, I think, but yeah, the, the tale of two islands is awesome. The two islands are Jamaica in Scotland. Is that, is that it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. That was yeah. good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> For those who don't know. <laughs> well, rum can come from a variety of different places. So Barrel has... <laughs> they were, we, we've talked. We've mentioned this brand before on the podcast, and their 15-year won Fred Minnick's um, whisk, American Whiskey of 2018 in a, a big blind tasting that he did for Forbes. And I have some of that as well, and it, it is phenomenal. Yep. And we are going to be stepping up our game for the Sour Mash 16 this year. We've got mm-hmm. we've got some interesting products I think that are going to make the field. Well, be on the lookout for that, guys, because you know the Sour Mash 16 is how we got started. Yeah, it I know. Is. Yeah, we we were going to do a a blind bracket tasting, and Andy's like, I want to start a podcast. Let's just let's just record it. Just do it as a and, podcast. And that's how we even got started. We started out literally on a. A little cell phone with a on top of my it, or cell with phone a, on top, with like of a, dish rag. a dish rag like on dish top towel. of it to like yeah. muffle the sound yeah. or like the vibrations. And now look at us, now two mics. Here we are in the same room with <laughs> two mics hooked up to a computer. In the two high mics. Life. You have headphones on. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Our, you're a sound engineer. <laughs> Garage Band is on the computer. We're doing it, guys. Don't give away our trade secrets. We're oh, just saying, okay, though, people okay. would be surprised by this setup. It's fantastic. All the also. You're killing it on the transitions today. I just killing wanted to give you that. Am I? Yeah, Come you're just doing it you. seamless, man. I'm trying yeah. to step in front of you. <laughs> the transitions are tough. I, I really rely on you guys to do that most of the time. I mean, in reality, I'm switching to talking about one blind tasting thing to the next blind tasting but thing. But it was so seamless. It's, it's kind of, it's a layup. <laughs> it's okay. As far as the podcasting hey. goes. Like if you, I wanted you gotta, to, you gotta walk before you can run. To harken back to our <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm loving the support here. If I needed to transition, like to harken back to our very first official episode, um, which our friend Mike Albanese, we saw him over the weekend and he listened to that and he was excited that we talked about camping with him in our first podcasting episode, but we also talked about the royal wedding. So if I could go from like smooth, like blind tasting to something like the royal, royal wedding, wedding, that's like a Dylan Miles level segue. No, that's I true. Did not, I did not compliment your transitions to get a compliment, Zach. I Maybe a little bit. I was not. I was just trying to say, like, you were killing the game today. Well, Andy just can't take a compliment very well. <laughs> I'm really bad about it, too. It's fine. Yeah. I'm like, well, no, no, no. Neither of us are taking a compliment very well. Which we're literally here. just yeah. throwing oh, back ta- and I'll forth. I'll take it. You guys want to give me throwing one? Back and forth to each other. You're, you're very funny on the podcast. Thank you. I am funny. Hilarious. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And that's how you take a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but no, be on the lookout for the Sour Mash 16. So we're going to have that up. And we're hopeful, hope, hoping to uh, get out of bracket. 
yeah, for folks to kind of follow definitely. along with us, right? Most definitely. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I think we've got some unfinished business maybe from our last podcast. Um, oh, yeah. That we haven't... That wasn't a great transition, but let's just change the subject. It wasn't bad. From our last podcast um, that... This is, uh, what are you calling it, Andy's Mail? Andy's Mailbag? The mailbag. The mail. It doesn't have to be Andy's Mailbag. But it, well, but, it is your mailbag. But for mailbag. this one, specifically not, for you. So, yeah. you know, as you as you, rec- you may recall, we did ask for some inquiries to Andy's inbox, um, specifically around our, our friend, Bowie. Um, and I don't, know if that, I don't know if that was something he received, but we're going to go through some mailbag questions. And, uh, yeah. Okay, so we're, we've got one unrelated to that. We've got a couple that are related to that. <laughs> This one came in recently, and I haven't got a chance to read it yet, so this is coming through live. Oh, wow. Um, That's dangerous. Dear Andy, while listening to episode 17, Honey and the Beezer, which Beezer. Is, <laughs> your lovely wife, Danielle, requested that listeners provide feedback, any sort of feedback, which you promised to read on the next cast. To that end, here's my feedback. I think you do a fabulous job on all the casts. While I love Danielle and Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N. Oh, God. <laughs> You are the best one and have the most funny and interesting stories. <laughs> I've got a fan. I don't care whether you like many of the bourbons you taste or not. <laughs> I just enjoy hearing your voice since you rarely call anymore. Keep up the good work. Love, Mom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Love, Mommy. Mommy. I knew it. it. That is incredible. I want to take a picture of the email. Lisa, that was amazing. For real, just happened. Lisa Donnelly, that email, like, love mommy. And then there's a headshot of Lisa. Above, it's that was that was truly great. We're running, we're running bits now. I this guess, has literally become our best segment. We're doing bits. We're, yeah, we're yeah, we're trying. So these next two are these next two are hundred percent real, and they um, go back to the last podcast where we had just been out for Dylan's birthday, and a good friend of ours who I've known for a long time, who always went by Bowie in college, I as an adult now, a professional, he's in the medical field. I thought maybe I should stop calling him Bowie and start referring to him as Mike. So I questioned live on here whether or not I should call him Mike or Bowie. Dylan, right. you call him? I call him Bowie. Bowie. Danielle? I'll call him Bowie, yeah. So I started calling him Mike recently, and his wife calls him Mike. So I got an email So you, from, t- you took liberties, well, and you're like, I kind of did. You I, absolutely I, That's why I asked, and I got some good feedback on it. So yeah. okay. from Kara, Mike's wife, I'm emailing you in hopes that I got to you before Mike does. He is a big fan and avid listener of the podcast. But to clear up this debate from his wife's perspective, all of his beta friends, in all caps, and their girlfriends and wives have always referred to him as Bowie. I am usually the only one who refers to him as Mike. So I guess I'm in good company there. Me and his wife. You and his wife, yeah. Again, liberties. I always heard people referred to him that because of his big head. (laughs) Is that right? Not sure. Dylan would know. Well, this has been fun. Thanks for the shout out on the podcast. I felt cool for a little second. Thank you, Kara. I love, Kara, 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 I, clear I that love that you you're really not sure. You just accepted it and you just moved forward. Just like, went with is it. it because? So, what is it, Dylan? One hundred percent. Yes, she is it's, correct. He kind of reason. His head kind of resembles a boot. <laughs> I think is where I think that. I think that's maybe a, not true. He has a large but, cranium, yeah. and yeah. So, if he were to be in some waters, some maybe rough seas. He could possibly yeah. be mistaken for such. So that is so that's the that's second. The Some, but story. most people would say like big head, big brain, right. which we're very proud of, Mike. Yeah, for all of his accomplishments. All of his accomplishments. 
So Mike followed that up. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I think he knew that Carrie emailed me and he had some more content that he wanted to get. Um, Andy, longtime listener, first time emailer here. I like the cast, but I think I would enjoy it more if there were one fewer caster, if you know what I mean. Oh. oh, I was surprised to hear you questioning what to call me in person on the last episode. For people I like and respect, I let them address me by Mike, Bowie, or the Godfather of Funk. <laughs> Since I neither like nor respect you, I'd actually prefer that you don't call me anything at all. In fact, if I never see you or hear your voice again, it will be too soon. As far as the podcast goes, <laughs> I'd rather listen to an hour of Danielle's poop talk or Dylan telling stories about brawl shopping with his girlfriend than another minute of your watered down and uninspired takes on whatever bourbon you were fawning over at that moment. Oh no! I was informed that my wife sent over her thoughts on the topic in an attempt to beat me to the punch and prevent me from flying off the handle. Too late. Keep your name, or keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> Poop talk. We've, we've officially... <laughs> Cheers, Mike D. Brown Jr., MSN, CRNA, APRN, 502 Oh, no. Hate mail, hate mail. I'm going to put you, you on blast. hate mail. You got put on blast. We have our official, our first official Sour Mash beef. Yeah. We Maybe have we beef do. now. We have beef. We got to have Bowie on here to clear it up. Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe, we have I'll, s- maybe I'll clear it up in a different way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ooh, zip them up. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe we're going to have Mike Bowie Brown on to squash the beef to the to the cast. One squash of the beef. Squash the beef 2019. Squash, squash the, the beef. beef. Beat it off. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys want to incorporate some poop talk and we can really round this out? I'm going to see like... I, we kind of got some shots in at you guys, too. Yeah. In there in the end. No, he didn't. He said he would rather listen to yeah, me. Yeah, but it seemed a little disingenuous. I though. take it as a compliment. I can take a compliment. That's true. You did say that. Absolutely. I love my girlfriend very much. I enjoy bra shopping, so I take that as a compliment, too. Okay. Uh, oh, well, yep. Absolutely. Her. Absolutely. We stand by it. I'm a wonderful, brave man. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are, Dylan. And I'm a poop talker. <laughs> okay? And I accept that. Well, so it's, now we know that you have beef. I don't know what we should do squash with that. Squash the beef. We're gonna we're gonna work on squashing the beef. So that's one of the new um, resolutions for 2019. Squash the beef. And I don't know. You think? I don't know if we can handle much more. Handy, you doing okay over there? Yeah, I'm just I'm reeling. I'm just I'm just working. I got I got a, a nice email, has, and I thought I had a fan, eyes. but it turned out it was my mother. <laughs> so Love mommy. So that 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 part, you know, it was nice. Yeah. But, and then I get an email from somebody who I thought was a friend. Yeah. And apparently, not only do they not like me on the podcast, he doesn't like me much in real life either. No. What's nothing to do with you? Yeah. So, I'm going to put it this way, guys. Andy needs some uplifting emails. So, for the next cast, I need you to email Andy at Sour Mash Tours with some uplifting and inspirational messaging that we will read on the cast. We will. And give you, the he- and, and give you all the credit. All the credit. I don't know if I can do this anymore, guys. Like, at least not for today. So let's wrap it up. Okay. I'm so sorry. Wow. Man. What a big baby. Look at us ending on a somber note this week. Oh, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> not me. There we go. So that'll do it for us today, guys. So uh, again, remember, we're Sour Mash Tours. Uh, check us out online, www.sourmashtours.com. On social media, at Sour Mash Tours. Come and have a drink with us. Let's do Unless it. Unless you're boo, you can't come. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
rock and robin tweet Every little swallow, every chickadee, every little bird in the tall 